0: Hello! I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee, and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. Uh, Where we're actually talking about the first nearest and dearest love of our hearts here, Star Wars. This week, uh, we are celebrating a very special Star of the War or War of the Stars. I'd I'd say War of the Stars. War of the Stars. Begun. Uh, These Star Wars have begun. War of the Critics, really, uh, as we'll we'll get into. But uh, I don't care what anybody says. Up top, Attack of the Clones. Great movie.
2: Great movie.
1: Let's just, you know what? Send the guests home. We're done. That's no, all we I'm gonna to talk say. to Raven. No. <laughs> the other
2: two can go home. Raven <laughs> can stay.
1: Well, spoiler alerts on the guests, but no, yes, we have once again blown the budget on guests because we have a jam-packed episode um, this week. And as we said, talking about uh, Attack of the Clones. But, but I learned and and was reminded that today is a very special other anniversary. It's the it's the birthday week of Attack of the Clones. Hence why we're doing this. And if you're like, well, you didn't talk about that one on that one's and that. We'll get there. We got to save content. But uh, today, content. literally today, we're bad podcasters because we didn't do a podcast about it on its birthday. But Godzilla 1998 turns 23 years old.
2: Wow. 24,
1: 23, 23, 23. Uh, <laughs> and this is your wow. this is your note that this this movie is on Netflix. You can watch it now. Give it a second chance because it is actually good.
2: Give it a second chance for Hank Azaria. I will,
1: I will die on this hill. That was actually the first. Hank Azaria thing really ever yeah that's right
2: because you didn't grow up watching the Simpsons it was
1: all and that's how it was always explained to me that Godzilla guy you like is from Simpsons and I'm like what's the (laughs) Simpsons and I'd
2: also like to point out that Godzilla 1998 is canon within the it is Godzilla universe it
1: is and we will talk I because yes that's the like beginning to end Godzilla movie I finally showed you uh where it just okay great Godzilla's greatest hits man this is now a Godzilla podcast. Let's go.
2: You mention that movie all the time, and I'm just <laughs> like, I, I need to watch it again just to make sure it's as <laughs> as great as, as you I remember,
1: as excellent as you remember. There's only good Godzilla movies, man. Telling you. And so, 1998s. Uh, do a double feature sure. after you finish this podcast. Uh, wet your palate with a revisit to Attack of the Clones, which is a better movie than you remember, and Godzilla '98, which is better than it's given credit for. You won't be disappointed. And then watch Ghost Rider. Or your money back. No, stop. Stop while you're ahead. Ghost Rider. Uh, let Let's go ahead and get this shindig started. Like I said, we blew our budget. We We got all of them.
2: We got all the hits. Think
1: of Think of your favorite people. We got all of them. If they're not on here, they're then
2: Nicholas Cage. You're just
1: wrong. No, never. Well, we'll talk about it. But we did get the lovely friend of the show, Connor. Connor, hello.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. super excited. I like I'll say it up top. Attack of the Clones is my favorite saga film. Dang, it just is. And like, is in of, like in terms of like in in ter- okay. So in terms of like just pure, unadulterated Star Wars enjoyment, it is. But like obviously in terms of like looking at it as an objective, not objective, but like looking at it from the technical aspects of like filmmaking. Yeah, it's obviously not up there. I can understand why people don't like it a lot. But it's just such a bundle of fun. Hi, Eli. <laughs> Eli uh, in the Eli. chat. Uh, oh, this is, love this I love that. I love, I love that, Goober. Um, <laughs> we all
1: do. Little it's just Phil. such a
0: bundle of fun. And I yeah, always uh, have that, a good time with it.
1: That's also a, a term I would use to describe you. It's been a while since you've been on. We're glad to have you back. Uh, and we also have uh, returning from last week. He never left, but it's the, the tapestry the man. man. All that. What is this with the tapestry man? Where, where, <laughs> where did this come from? You see, Eli, all of
0: Star Wars.
1: <laughs> it, it came from it, like,
0: Eli.
3: <laughs> now, now, the <laughs> first thing I want to say is that the thing about Godzilla 1998. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, pot. no. You got to uh, go there now. Uh, Matthew Broderick, always great. Uh, that's a lot of fish. Great moment. Uh, it's got a schlock to it that I can appreciate, which is going to be a running theme tonight in Attack Ooh, of the Clones. Absolutely. Uh, is a schlock that you can appreciate. I yeah. do want to say real quick before uh, we bring in the last guest and get rolling. Uh, we here at uh, Nerd Herder Studios want to give a shout out to listener Dawn. Dawn, <laughs> if you're out there, you just won tickets to every single Nerd Herder show that ever happens, ever forever until john and boop are dead
1: you heard it here
3: pick them up at the station
1: you you get our eternal uh presence uh in your ears or eye holes uh whichever you prefer uh because this is a a multimedia
0: experience
1: it's true you can be here live with us like eli Mm. is or you can check it out after the fact in my case
0: eye hole Hey, he ain't got no eye,
1: Bazinga! He he
0: I did it before it. any
3: of us could. How dare I you, Bazinga?
1: It. This is our. Oh. Is that not cool anymore? That was this early is our... for Bazinga.
3: Oh well,
1: I mean, well, it's only nine oh six. You, you mentioned Schlock Alden. That is why I brought uh, probably the finest and uh, maturest member of the Broaxium crew uh, onto yes. the show, the lovely Miss Raven. It's
2: certainly not Chris. Oh, no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we can get still get Chris on.
0: Uh, I, I think know.
4: I am more mature, mostly though. I mean, uh, she oh, keeps yes. the
0: ship afloat. It's yes.
4: true.
3: Yeah, In I agree. With that.
4: Beautiful boots. Or she I'm also the first one to jump off the ship and just watch it sink. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like, fair. Like,
1: like a Blackbeard <laughs> would do.
4: Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I did, I did
1: it. I did it. I did a reference. I did no. it. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I did a
3: reference. <laughs> well, you did a reference. <laughs> you made an L reference.
2: To me, watching our, our flag beats death. Like he's and watched I, a I couple episodes. I, I haven't
1: gotten any of it. I like I, it's one of those things that Boop watches, like, and and I pass by, like, when I'm getting a refresher on you a drink or like getting mm. a snack or something. Mm. And, and and it's it never fails that I walk in at the most non-contextual moment of right. an context. episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of just like, huh.
3: It has context, <laughs> just not for you. Exactly. It it's not made and, for you. And sure. honestly,
1: it's more entertaining that way. That oh, my goodness. Uh, we have the lovely Miss Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Oh, what's up, Lauren? Beautiful, beautiful
2: Lauren. Yes.
1: Uh, so as mentioned at the top of the show, and as um, Connor's already taken liberties to say uh, and plant his flag in, um, you guys are all here because you love Attack of the Clones. Hell uh, yeah. Which is the point of this episode and, and why we do everything we do like, like Connor mentioned, you can analyze and you can go deep and into the weeds and get you know your critical thinking cap on if you have one of those. No. And you can yes. play with this and and analyze, but where's the fun in that? I, I wonder exactly um, I, I think it's perfectly fine to have thoughts and wish lists and wants for movies. Uh, I mm. think you can have that for literally every star war um mm-hmm. i don't know why certain ones are just more picked on uh but nonetheless recency. <laughs> yeah. uh, we at nerd herder here we are big advocates of uh love what you love and and so to have people that are so proud to love uh this movie which thankfully and i just i think it's really because of kenobi and the return of familiar mm-hmm. faces people's opinions are changing this the ships are steering a different direction um Mm -hmm. but but by and large attack the clone's been kind of an off to the side one but so to kind of start off why 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 for you all is it so special and important why is it uh your favorite because i'm really intrigued what makes it stand out maybe not even at the top of the list but just more than some others um Connor, you're kind of already opened the gate, so why don't you start us off with that?
0: All right then. Um,
1: <laughs> As he looks at his phone and notes, <laughs> wow,
0: why I really, really like Attack of the Clones. Why Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, the best way I could probably compare. Okay, so this will this will make sense. Uh.
5: <laughs> i like
1: i love to start my my comments like that Th- i promise this will make no. sense. hold with hold with me <laughs>
3: oh it
0: makes it only makes sense like like for like it'll make sense within like the grander tapestry of it all <laughs> um i had to <laughs>
3: that is trademark <laughs> it's
1: true
0: you yeah, it's one. Back on 50 where? cents to alden every time you say it I, I would say a dollar um which i uh like force awakens and last jedi are just like probably they work so well together phantom menace and attack of the clones are the greatest Lucas duology he's ever done they're the two great they're the two most George Lucas films Mm -hmm. ever crafted and I would even argue that like Attack of the Clones is like even more George Lucas than Phantom Menace if if just by a bit just like I agree everything with Coruscant with the opening is really cool. um The speeder chase is great. Zam Zam Wessel is fantastic. um <laughs> You did that on purpose. I did. You know I it's say, it's say, Yeah, that, it's, I, know it's the, Sam the, I know it's okay. Zam Wessel. I know it's Zam Wessel. He knows yeah. it's no, Zam no, Wessel. No. You were about yeah. to undo twenty years of my life
1: with Conger that. Is a
2: little bastard. <laughs> like, who wait, likes what? to say. Look, that.
0: I kind of I grew up with Zam Wessel. That's how I always pronounce it. So whenever I heard it's Zam Wessel. Wessel, I'm like,
3: what? It is Wessel, but for those of you listening. A little bit of community crossover the folks on in a galaxy eli and jacob will defer you to the bounty hunter video game where it is there it is where it is <laughs> Wessel, <Wazelle, laughs>
2: for it's, some it's, reason it's wessel like nuclear wessel okay
0: yeah yes. wesselmania which is a oh, shirt it's gonna be on its celebration wessel-mania. which is great um so the speeder chase is really cool pretty much anakin's entire arc I just really, really love it in this film with him just grappling with what it means to be a Jedi, with what he has to deal with, you know, his love for Padme, his, you know, him losing the only good parental figure he ever had in Shmi, Skywalker. That's a big blow. Mm-hmm. That's a big blow to him. Um, I don't do it that much, Boop. <laughs> I don't do it that much. But I try to be good. I I try to be uh, effective when I do it. Um, the mystery noir stuff with Camino and mm. Kenobi is just mm, pulpy as heck. I love yeah. it. Everything with Django. Everything with Space just Kenobi Columbo. being absolutely <laughs> bamboozled by everything. It's like, oh yeah, you're here for the you're here for the uh, for the clones, right? And he's like. Yeah.
1: The the meme ability of that whole cool. all the camino
3: scenes. That's- just oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Just you just say space Columbo, I have this image now of it being Columbo and him being like <laughs> so one you more
5: thing.
3: So you say that uh, Sifo-Dyas placed this clone order. <laughs> but uh, I couldn't help but notice that he's been dead for 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, <laughs> on <hot laughs> on um
0: and then obviously just one word Geonosis. Mm. Uh, that I think, I, I think that's all that needs to be said. It's, a lovely it's place. just, I love it. It Beautiful. brings me, it puts me in a good mood every time. Ones. Even though I know how it's all going to end with Order 66 and the rise of the Empire and the fall of the Order.
1: Star mm. Wars has a way about that. You know it's where it's going and you enjoy the ride every time. Even mm-hmm. though it, it, it does end in pain, usually. Um, yeah. all, all great stuff, great stuff. Uh, Raven as, as the, the new entry to The Herd and, and whatnot. How, what, what makes Attack of the clone such a banger for you? Is that, well, is that
4: <clears throat> yeah. it's, it's funny because the movie itself is a banger for me as far as the story. I have a lot of complaints about it from a movie standpoint, but the story is so much more important. Um, as Connor said, you know, Anakin's arc is amazing. It's beautiful. It's all of those things the dialogue is so incredibly george lucas that it's so incredibly george lucas so i would Mm -hmm. agree with that as well um but for me i find myself whenever i watch attack of the clones um kind of having like a sort of an an epiphany about leia and seeing Mm. so much of her in Padme and Padme in her. I mean, for me, I'm an OT person, so I always think of one before the other, as you imagine. But I (laughs) love seeing how, in so many ways, Leia is like her, and in a lot Mm. of ways, isn't like her at all. Mm. You know what I mean? And I I really enjoy kind of seeing that difference between the two. I mean, I love Natalie Portman at any given time, pretty much no matter what (laughs) she's doing but Mm. i just think that she brought a depth to a character that again it's very much like i feel about um you and playing obi-wan kenobi characters that i had heard of thought of but they were very kind of generalized here they Mm. came to life here you got to know them seeing you know obi-wan's in in interactions with decks just you know making it real you know Mm -hmm. here's my old friend let's sit down and have a discussion about something you know that i don't and Mm. um So I think for me, really, what it comes down to is more what happened as opposed to the movie itself, if that makes any kind of sense. It's um, it's so pivotal. I mean, obviously, Order 66, but it's just so pivotal. The story itself. I just like I said, you just ignore the dialogue. Anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I completely <laughs> get that because I that is uh, absolutely how I feel about many a movie um, in terms of like supersedes the the cinemanness of it Mm -hmm. a a little bit, uh, where I'm not thinking about all the book report stuff that could happen with this. I'm just thinking about like the substance within it, if that makes sense, so I love all of that.
4: I don't think that every song or movie I love is a great song or movie. Mm. Some of my favorite songs are crap songs. Some of my favorite movies are terrible. It's fun and yeah. I enjoy it. And that's the point. Everything doesn't have to be an Oscar winning drama. Sometimes yes, you can definitely. watch the fifth element. I'm sorry. You can. <laughs> yes, you can.
0: And I'm I, I sure should you watch Absolutely. that. I really we, do. We,
1: we are very familiar with and preachers of loving quote unquote bad movies. I um, do. I mean, this
0: just reminded me my first Mila Jovovich movie was resident evil three.
4: Wow.
1: And
0: that's wow. a bad movie. Dude,
4: I went the
1: whole- I enjoy the hell
3: out of it because um, she just kicks zombie ass so much. She's
4: so awesome. She's so <laughs> I, awesome. And fun went,
3: fact, Jovovich's daughter is a young Black Widow in the Black Widow movie.
4: Really? Yep.
3: Didn't Following in her mother's footsteps. Oh, wow.
4: Yep. She's awesome. a mini-me.
1: Um, I, I watched the entirety of the Hellboy reboot before I realized that she <laughs> was the evil queen in that. I should uh, that's a bad I, movie. That. I love that movie. I, that needs to be a podcast one day because I, I really think that got and a raw know, deal. Uh,
2: you want to talk about comic books? That's the one comic book that I ever
1: read. What's that Hellboy? Hellboy. Oh. So there you go. Really?
4: Uh, of- yeah. Interesting, interesting choice. <laughs> well, you
3: speak the truth. <laughs> no, well, I've well, read well, Hellboy
2: and Saga, and that's
3: it's it. interesting that that's where you started and then, like, because most people it's like Spider-Man, and then maybe I'll try this weird thing and Absolutely not. true boob fashion you went straight for the feet in darker uh nd take right but that's man. why
4: boob has a private booth
3: eli don't that's bring true. don't bring any of that in here they call me not today also. not yet, <laughs> not okay.
4: yet. Uh, I, I will preach for rise of skywalker I'm oh for
1: it. yeah we will, will we will hijack it. this episode in a heartbeat um uh, but i'll preach for it uh alden the mic yeah. you.
2: tell us about the tapestry
1: what why do you love this piece of the tapestry in particular
3: so the thing about Attack of the Clones is that much like we've touched on already, it's it's partially the emotional connection to it as much as the actual content of the story or the, or the actual filmmaking. So I was aware of Star Wars. I had seen the original trilogy movies when I was very little. I had seen Phantom Menace on home video, but I was six when Attack of the Clones came out. It was the first one that I could see in theaters um, that I was brought to. And I remember having just visceral experiences in the lead up the attack of the clones gogurt commercial i go to all the time uh the standees in the movie theater which when you're a child are larger than life they had one of obi-wan and mace uh, when they're back to back on geonosis and all i saw was the title was clones and mace windu had a purple lightsaber and i'd never seen purple in Star Wars, and I thought, does that mean he's a clone? Who are the clones? That doesn't make any sense. Like, is, are, they fi- are, they, are they gonna fight themselves? Like, what does this mean? Um,
0: Alden was ahead of the Stoke theories,
3: which <laughs> I don't even know it. Which I, you know, exa- I come to find out, people have been asking since '77 what the hell the clones were and what the Clone Wars was because of that one line, and this was gonna be the big answer. And this movie, this like this was. I could point to some movie magic moments in my life. This has the most of them. This informed, I think, my like storytelling language, my cinematic language, things that I, as a six-year-old, could not yet experience, like adult love. uh, I was understanding in a way, right now. I was about to make a terrible joke. We're moving on. I don't want to offend Dawn or or anyone else (laughs) listening. Uh, I didn't have
1: an adult that loved me.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. I just you know you never know uh, You're get what ch- Dad went for you never know what what what, uh, what, what <laughs> churches people go to. I don't want to offend, um, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> to give you an idea of where my my brain went almost immediately, but um, scenes like. Anakin and Padme by the fire, which of course was like an awakening for so many people. She's in the black leather and he's all breathing heavy and stuff. And he's saying things that I didn't understand as a child. Like when he says, you're asking me to be rational, that's something that I cannot do. I didn't know what the word rational meant, but I knew what he meant because I there's something I happening I there. What- <laughs> yeah. There's something so archetypal of like George understood visuals in the same way that Vader is sort of triangular it's a triangle. It's a black triangle and the white background of the Tana V4. This is two people that are st- start on the couch and then get further away from each other as the scene happens, but they're also breathing harder and the fire is going. So, like even as a kid, you're like, they're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> smooch, I think, <laughs> but they, but they're not happy about it. Like, so it just, it, it has you, it just Goodness. has you. And but you're the, not, the noir you know. aspects, the I say everything from Maze Windu saying this party is over to the charge right. of the Jedi. Yes. Um, Anakin with green and blue as a kid is a big deal. Uh, Yoda, of course, theaters. fighting for the first time was a huge deal. The theater erupted. I, um, I
0: wish I, rem- I wish I remembered my oh, reaction dude. to that moment. It was crazy. It was <laughs> twofold because
3: it was one, it was him showing up. You're already like, huh? And then it's when he <laughs> yeah. actually grabs it, so no you could problem. feel the crowd like process what was going to happen. But yeah, this movie is just. I agree with you, Connor. It's so pure, George, and and to echo what Raven's saying about the story is almost like a separate thing of the filmmaking because the filmmaking, there's, there's hiccups, there's different things. The dialogue I think is, I don't know if it's like, I, I, I defend it. I have an underdogs thing. Like I, I want to come to the defense of like when people started to turn on Iron Man three or multiverse of madness or whatever, that makes me want to like defend them more. Um, I like George's point about the dialogue, which is that it's supposed to be that stilted sort of, black and white. Uh, Everybody has an American Midwestern accent. Like woman goes to slap the guy and he catches her hand. And like, it's all that type of stuff. Um, But it's the tones and it's the themes and it's the ideas. Like you can track, like this is when the master stroke starts for Palpatine is in this movie. Mm. Because in Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon dies. That's just one. That's just, Mm. that's just an amuse-bouche of what he wants. Now, They're going to die by the droves. Mm -hmm. Now, many of them fell on Geonosis. Like you see when they're all circled, bunch of dead Jedi. It's just Padme and like 10 survivors before Yoda shows up. Yeah, This is when it all starts. Like the Jedi don't fall on Order 66. The Jedi fell very slowly and gradually. Order 66 was just the nice big note at the end of the song. This is it
0: well actually <laughs> if we're talking if we're if we're putting in the high republic the well i mean Phantom yeah Menace, yeah
3: Fat, i mean if you put if you add in all of canon the jedi the thing about the jedi and it's what justin bolger said justin who used to work for lucasfilm and X lab it's a great comparison that always sticks in my brain which is you look at and obviously we're talking about clones but Take Mace Windu's arc from clones to Revenge of the Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Jedi, (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mace Windu starts this one by saying, we are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. the soldiers. Mm -hmm. The next movie, it's he's too dangerous to be left alive. In three years, Palpatine, and this was the comparison that Justin made, Palpatine took Mace Windu down the same way the Joker takes down Harvey Dent. Dragged him down to his level.
5: Mm.
3: He's like, that's all it was. Like, I took Gotham's White Knight and I brought him down to our level. And that's all he's able to do. So that, th- and that starts here. It mm-hmm. starts here with like really small steps that make it easy, which is something that we talked about with Multiverse of Madness and with Wanda. It's like, that's so opera is that mm. it's just the tiny things. Like, well, uh, we can't really fight on your behalf, Senator, but we'll uh, we'll look into it. That's fine. And then we'll look into it turns into, well, you know, we could put Anakin there. I mean, even though he's you know, he could watch her even though there's something going on, but it's fine. I'm more worried about her than him. Haha, Captain Typho. And then it's, well, we could go to Tatooine and investigate why you're having this vision. It's just everybody thinking that they can have their cake and eat it too until it all explodes. So this (laughs) is super important and i think that anybody that's like oh, oh attack of the clones is bad it's like okay yeah. very cool i
1: yeah i well i mean i think it hinges on very key uh and very minimal arguments uh if you're gonna die on that hill I, like i i i don't think any of us have disagreed there are uh there could be better quality in some areas of some of this film um that's not the argument, but when you make that as the nail in the coffin, it's really just not enough to keep the movie down. No. Uh it, it mm-hmm. really isn't as big a part of the film and the
0: greater story uh as it's made out to be. Uh when you make that nail in the coffin argument, I'm I'm helping you nail the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not on this one. But uh boop, what oh, about yes, you
1: as yes. far as uh any particular things that are special about Attack of the Clones for you?
2: Um, well, I wish that I was my father's favorite, so I could have been taken to the <laughs> theater along with my older brothers. Oh. Didn't happen. It,
1: yeah, it didn't happen for you until Revenge of the Sith, right?
2: Nope. Uh, my dad took us out of school to go see Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, he took my brothers out of school to go <laughs> see Attack of the Clones. I'm not bitter. Is so that it's what so it's like
1: not having me. a dad? Man, I was missing out. Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is why I didn't see a Star Wars film in theaters. You, you too can uh, go start years. another
2: podcast. You saw the <laughs> Phantom Menace. I saw
1: the Phantom. Y- yes, that is true. And that was because of my mother.
2: Your mom, your great mom. Yes.
1: Uh yeah. anyway. anyway, shut up. Um <laughs> Boop bullies, bullies me too. Okay, so perspective. Well, don't don't, I don't don't believe it. Y'all are special. Yeah. Whatever you're I into, I mean, it. that's fine.
2: <laughs> what happens in the den stays in the den, and on the podcast. Um. Life yeah, I. Attack of the Clones is a sequel, in a prequel series, but you know what I mean. It is. It takes concepts from the Phantom Menace, and it not only expands upon it, it solidifies character beats from the Phantom Menace. Which mm-hmm. is exactly what a sequel should be doing. Like mm-hmm. there's something so poetic about Shmi Skywalker's almost last words to your son being don't look back. And what mm-hmm. does he do in Attack of the Clones? He looks back and that arguably that is one of the many reasons for his downfall. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the sole reason that no. he became Darth Vader, but it's one of the many many
1: reasons. I, well, let's yeah. see- much okay. like you've already pointed out, Alden, like there is no singular moment. No, mm-hmm. uh, in the building of Darth Vader. Right. Um, okay. Darth Vader I think is- that
3: it's. it's, I, think it's I think it's it's a myriad of moments. I think it's a it's a myriad, like you said, Connor. I think it's phases, right? Like, mm-hmm. I you could argue. In fact, I would go so far as to say you'd be crazy not to argue that. Oh hey, what's up, Nick? Hey, Hi, we got Nick. The Nick Milky with us. Yeah, the Milky Nick Milky, Blue Milky, Star Wars Dad. Um... <laughs> this the idea that vader was incubated in slavery you know, know. He, he was a slave as a child like that that has to be our route but i i would say that vader the fully formed being started to crystallize in that hut in that tuscan village when she exactly. died like if That's- you're tracking it like an arc it's like that was the thing and no spoilers for mike chen's brotherhood but that really plays into it, and yeah, that, that's the feeling of powerlessness.
1: Well, because A- Anakin up, and that's what's so, you know, that's what's so important about the Phantom Menace is uh, Sam Witwer, uh is, is so quoted as saying that that conversation uh, between him and Dave Filoni about the duel of fates and everything, and mm-hmm. the importance that holds on the direction of Anakin.
2: Yeah, that was one of the many cruxes or, for his mm-hmm. character
1: from Qui Gon's death. To the death of his mother, he is a very malleable mm-hmm. weapon, and it's about who's going to mold him and who's going to use him. Um, you know, one interesting, um, and I think it was, oh, I don't want to say because I can't remember what podcast it was. I want to say it was TRB though. But um, at one point, somebody made the comment about like, you know, how like concrete like doesn't settle for y- years. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good enough to build on but it's not necessarily done until it's done and Darth Vader is a character uh, in that nature of you know even after he dons the suit at the end of episode 3 he's not done becoming Vader he's not done uh, making choices uh, that you know send him in one direction or the other Um, and there's not a final choice really until Return of the Jedi and everything like that and I, I love that of You know, there and the comics certainly have in recent years played on that of he's still at war within, um, even after these foundational moments,
2: yeah. And it, uh I think one of the many, you know, facets of Vader's character in general is he is a being of chaos, he is a being Mm -hmm. of inner turmoil that is kind of made outward in his rage a lot of the time. Like, it's insane to watch the the steps that go up the pyramid to the, you know, sled downward spiral into Vader for Anakin. And I, that's one of the many reasons that I love attack of the clones is that it sets up where we're going to be in the next movie while also being a fun movie in itself. I mm-hmm. love new Kenobi. <laughs> I hope we yeah. get more of it in the Kenobi series.
3: It- yeah. I mean, it's like this, this story pushes everything like you're saying perfectly into place and expands upon the ideas by forcing because it's like of course it's an ensemble piece but this being the story of the exactly it's a great point that we're not the same people that we were This is a decade after we met him as a child this is him at 19 years old 19 being arguably the most important number in the star wars mythology luke and leia are 19 in new hope ray is 19 in force awakens this is when the actual journey Like his Phantom Menace is the story of Qui Gon and Obi Wan during the simmer. Mm. And and, but this is the kickoff of the Anakin Skywalker story proper with agency. This is the end of his training period. He's a knight by the time of the Clone Wars. This is it. This is the end of the Padawan Braid days that we see that begin in the parade at the end of Phantom Menace. So, with this, it's like it becomes an extension of all these things with some choices that are just fun, like. George Lucas constantly, during his run in Star Wars, finding the new type of antagonist. So you have Vader, Mm -hmm. who's this big Terminator-esque force of nature, very unemotional, slow-moving Michael Myers, to Mm -hmm. Maul, who doesn't have armor and looks like a ninja devil uh, and has a new saber, very tiny and quick. So it's like, where do you go from there? Well, we're going to go to a distinguished gentleman now Mm -hmm. with Count Dooku. And how dooku's weapons are more ideas oh. he's a political leader he's a political idealist not a murderer which is one of the many wrong things that kiari mundi has said throughout canon yeah uh, uh, it, many many wrong <laughs>
5: things
3: over time
1: adding to the like it, it's just a line in the beginning to like misdirect but like the pious nature of the jedi at that point in their history uh gets added to that as we continue the story for sure they think, oh, once a Jedi, always a Jedi. Even if he goes political on us, he he's still of a yeah. moral character. Our right?
3: teachings cannot just be shrugged off. Yeah, yeah. right. It's who yeah. we
1: are. It's, it's hubris, right? Well, and that you know, and that's such a religiosity thing. Of if you insult the institution, you insult the people, and that's why they are just it, you know, it's just touchy feely to deconstruct those kinds of things. But uh, speaking of Kenobi. <laughs> To wheel it back. We're, we're getting uh, the mullet and Kenobi back it's next right. week, uh, starting off with the two episodes, the triumphant return of Ewan McGregor and co. Uh, but to focus on uh, our space Columbo here for a little bit, we've all praised him a little bit uh, here and there, but what are some big moments? Because I, like, I, for one, love when I started watching Attack of the Clones like a 50s, 60s like, noir mm. Diner Dash film. Mm-hmm. right all the, all the neon uh the hot rod cars the uh gumshoe detective the whole the, all, scene
3: all, with Z, they're in the outrider club with zam but they don't know where she is yeah, yeah.
1: He's all, like he's like all where
3: all are you going of- master for a drink <laughs> right. like all of that it's is just so cheeky
1: it, it when you and that's why i always encourage folks to really like all right watch it like it didn't like it either way dig into the about of it like The inspirations, Mm -hmm. what led to the decisions that ended up in the final cut, all of those things, because it it will likely change uh, if you go in with an open mind. It'll change how you watch that movie again Mm -hmm. uh, and oftentimes for the better. So um, uh, so much of what I really, really enjoy. This is some of my favorite Kenobi stuff, for sure, for me. um, But to not steal the mic, uh, Alden, what,
3: what are some big Kenobi moments from this for you? Uh, I think that the, the whole energy of him having come into his own sort of permeates all of his moments, that he's not the unsure, like, I am ready for the trials, that he was in the first <laughs> one. Um, he's come a long way in, in these 10 years, and that the hair being such a big symbolism thing in Star Wars, yeah. like, you know, you grow it out, you cut it off. It's so, like, ancient, mythic, and, and Eastern. Um, but my favorite moment with him is is what I think is, like, Peak Kenobi, it's him in the you know, uh, energy shackles in the prison chamber. That and Dooku goes in to talk to him, and he's just not having it. Like, he's really it's Dooku having to face the product of his own training because mm-hmm. he trained Qui Gon Jin, and so it's like grandpa meet grandson in a certain yeah. way. Since in the
1: father situation here,
3: yeah, and the way that Obi Wan's like like uh i forget what dooku says but he's like it will be difficult to secure your release Uh, like yeah (laughs) they're just having that little tit for tat when obi-wan says i have work to do it's like (laughs) they're just like the night these guys are gonna give and and i do believe that dooku i don't think obi-wan believes it but i do think that dooku is buying what he's selling to a certain degree
5: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah he does think that he can overthrow the sith and join me obi-wan qui-gon would have joined me like It's just really classic and really pulpy and fun. Well,
1: it's funny you bring that up just as a side conversation. Like, I never interpreted it as anything other than serious. I'm always curious how other people took it. Like, I always thought that was a legitimate offer. Like, that was a legit moment between Dooku and Kenobi. of Join me. Yeah, this is all. I'm laying it all out. Join me. Yeah. Because I know more than you. Yeah, that's how I've always seen it. Okay, like yeah, I'm always surprised when people are like, "No, he's he's screwing with him." Like,
2: I, I think I see it different now. I because I was originally like, "Of course he's screwing with him. He's a Sith. What else is he gonna do?" But mm. having lived through the masterpiece that is season seven of the Clone Wars, <laughs> um, that mm. scene between Maul and Ahsoka, where he is desperately trying to make a point to her, like, "This is gonna be terrible. You need to listen to me." I think I see. A little bit of a parallel there of mm-hmm. like this is a legitimate offer of things are going to go sour and i mm-hmm. could do something about this therefore i'm going to reach out to a person who i think will listen to me
1: yeah but it's interesting to dissect because it like gets into this territory it's still selfish like yeah big time like although... bad
4: guys bad guys never see their bad actions as bad actions yeah, absolutely. No. They always um, see it as having some sort of reasonable, you know, purpose in the end. Mm-hmm. And of course you reach out when you see that you have someone powerful who might be able to further boost your success. So, yeah. you know, I always took it as a serious offer because of that fact. I mean, mm-hmm. I could do it by myself, but wouldn't it be better if I got all of you to come with me?
1: Yeah. Right. Because Dooku still has an agenda in this and Highly recommend *Duty Jedi Lost* Please. because really, there you you yeah. you find out why he falls away and why he romanticizes um, politics and what the Republic could be. Like I think his motives here are to save the Republic, not the Jedi. Uh, oh. But you know, like the offer is pulling in someone else who can at least help him overthrow uh, the Sith and maybe at best eliminate both of the right. religious parties yeah. holding on to right. the politics of the galaxy. Because
2: you could make it a point of You know, Dooku has a collection of, you know, uh, alkalites, let's say, Mm. really apprentices, quasi, but he never wanted them. I think
0: he Mm -hmm. wanted male.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was laughing more about the clutch. Uh, I haven't (laughs) (laughs) heard that in years. He's He's bringing back clutch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like he always wanted Dooku or he wanted. No, he didn't want Dooku. He wanted Kenobi.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
2: because kenobi was Who the only one actually,
5: right?
1: that's true
3: <laughs> right yeah. that is true so, yeah i mean i think that like i don't think there's a single because i feel like it comes up with every conversation what we're talking about was like whenever there's a join me moment in star wars is it a play by the evil side or is it this i don't think there's a single join me in all of star wars that is not genuine no
5: Mm-mm.
2: they're it, not it's
3: because it's about choices it's about yeah. selfishness. The offering right. of the hand. Well, it's
2: yeah.
1: always important. It, it's always the person making the ask that believes they are genuinely asking.
3: Yes, uh, because like, they're yeah. lonely. Because yeah. the dark side is a lonely path of really broken people. Like is one of the only people that went in from a place of privilege and strength and chose dark. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of makes him unique, you know. Even General Grievous was, you know, mangled and almost killed, and had to become a cyborg. Maul was given away as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Anakin is Anakin, like they're all. Kylo Ren became it, a replacement. It's, it's,
1: it's either tragic or it makes sense. But Dooku's the one where it's just like, I mean, I, Dooku thought there, he could be,
3: he could he, be the the player that plays the game. Yeah, uh, exactly. And and get what he wanted, but yeah, I think it is a genuine thing because. There's so much nostalgia that hangs over this movie on a metatextual level. Um, it is a very Thanosy. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, that's what Adam Driver said about Star Wars when he was cast as Kylo oh. Ren at the 2015 Comic Con. He said, "It's not about good and evil; it's about who thinks they're right." Yeah,
5: exactly.
3: That's and that's what makes it compelling. And this nostalgia that hangs over it is George-based, of course, like the American Graffiti speeder, uh, the diner all the stuff, the noir hard-boiled stuff, the romance stuff, uh, oh, yeah. rolling through the fields with your girlfriend, having a picnic, like, all of that is in here. But the characters are nostalgic too. The way that the Jedi view Dooku, the way that uh, Padme and Anakin sort of look back on her time with her painter boyfriend when she was a kid, Paolo. Uh, <laughs> the, the, way, the way that uh, Qui-Gon comes up, it just It's it's a movie that feels like it's at that transition period and it should because this is the antebellum galaxy this uh-huh. is right there it's like they are brushing up with it will nothing will be the same ever i mean even come the days of the new republic it's still not fully rebuilt uh everything's about to come crashing down so
0: because mm-hmm. our, our Piglet 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 um, there's like five of them i think there's yeah you know, important. every middle chapter of the saga has them: Attack of the Clones, no. Empire, and Last Jedi. We have the Maul one with uh, yes, my in, favorite in one. season seven, and the Malachos one in Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. So
1: leave it, yeah. leave it to Connor to bring up uh, Fallen Order. Uh, Con- Connor, while while you you have the mic, then uh, what are some of your top Kenobi
0: moments? That's right, or that's maybe a top. <laughs> I yeah, kind
1: of so, hijacked it. I'm sorry. I wanted to talk about Dooku because he's got a cool lightsaber. And, back, and back, he's back, an back, interesting
0: character back. that Clone Wars kind of threw by the wayside.
4: And he's Christopher bit, but we, Lee.
0: But we did get to True. see him in pajamas in that one episode. We did get so... to see him in two. We
1: did. And funky. I will
0: totally appreciate that. <laughs> they, but they, they still kind of mischaracterized <laughs> him. It's my only thing I have against Clone Wars. Anyway, the only thing that Clone Wars... The one that one of the many things Clone Wars did super well was Kenobi. Yes. But anyway, it is also true, Eli. Thank you. I love <laughs> this man. I love this little goober. Um, I think just him being like a few moments, because there's not really one singular moment with Kenobi in this movie that really stands out to me. Uh, as opposed to Anakin, there's one moment. Um, that we'll talk I'll talk about but like him the thing I really like about Kenobi in this one is that he's very um he regulates Anakin a lot like one of the scenes that I think of when I think of Attack of the Clones is when Anakin is like yeah Padme we're gonna catch her killer and Obi-Wan's like no we're not just say like that's not the directive of the council
1: Right, this is supposed to be my easy assignment.
0: Right. Like, th- like this is, Or <laughs> we're just supposed to protect her, not catch who killed her by the director. Like, the thing is, the thing, like, Obi-Wan's basically what I like to call, like, if Anakin's the poster boy of, like, the Jedi Order, Obi-Wan is the poster boy of the Jedi Council. Because, like, believe he's very,
1: thinking. um... He's very by the books. He. he yeah. He's, like, it, he's the one you always like be more like Kenobi. like he's he's yeah. growing and up something i, I never noticed that, that mm-hmm. that's the example child of mm-hmm. what you should strive and, and
3: it's also the you know to build off what connor's saying about the the regulating and the keeping him in line when anakin is when they do the uh, this weapon is your life and he's like i'm sorry master like that whole moment when he says uh one day i think you're going to be the death of me
5: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh,
3: that whole moment when he's like uh don't say that master you're the closest thing i have to a father that's the problem mm-hmm. is yep. because anakin sees obi-wan as a father at this time obi-wan mm-hmm. sees him as a younger brother who yeah. was thrust upon him the only reason he's training him well yeah. he grew to love him but when they first met it was because he made a promise to Qui Gon. they become brothers. And that's part of the magic of the book brotherhood is that it does that transition into the brotherhood that you see in Clone Wars. And it cleans that up a little bit, that's yeah. uh, that thematic transition, but like Dave Filoni's speech that he gives in the gallery special about Qui-Gon is the father Anakin needs. Obi-Wan is the father that he got and Obi-Wan yeah. is wonderful, mm-hmm. but there, he's not fulfilling the same needs um, in the same way because he wouldn't have taken a chance on this kid. You know, if it had been Obi-Wan that went into town to pick up parts for a Nubian,
1: Anakin would still be a slave. He would have started at the bar. Exactly. But
3: but
4: I think it it also falls into the category of Qui-Gon is more of the type that breaks a wild horse. Mm
5: -hmm. And
4: Kenobi is the guy who runs the stable he's not the guy who understands how to handle skittish. He's not the one who understands how to handle wild, how to, you know, shape it without breaking it, without actually breaking it, you know, keeping the spirit without, you know, while still gaining some kind of control. And I just don't think that Obi-Wan was really designed with that in mind. He needed somebody a little bit easier to mold, somebody who didn't need so much special and careful care and I think that that's where he failed and I agree that you know seeing him as a father figure would be extra hard because of that difference in vibe that mm-hmm. you know from somebody who like you know Qui-Gon who is a little bit more hippie-ish which is always going to be more comfortable especially for a teen right. where
5: yeah.
4: You're, yeah. you're first having those first thoughts about being independent and You know rebelling against the you know the past and you know your parents they're so old and they don't know anything because they don't remember what it's like to be a kid and Mm -hmm. that's what happens and so that's when everybody starts gravitating toward that hippie guy at the park because you think he's like with you and obi-wan while he might look a little hippie on occasion doesn't really become one until like never I mean, he never really becomes one. And I mean, that's
3: why he has his negotiator reputation, right? Because he's Mm -hmm. it's all about details and methodology. mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was never going to be the right hand. And I don't mean right hand, right hand. I mean, he was never going to be the right person for somebody like Anakin. Yeah. This was a far too wild stallion to be broken by. The guy who runs the stables you needed to call in somebody special for that and that's where you know the loss of Qui-Gon shows the most because he would have understood that. Anakin had all of this in him and wasn't ever going to be able to control it with simple basic you know, this is what the Council says. Yeah, well, yeah. That there, doesn't uh, work for everybody. The same rules don't work for everybody.
1: No, <laughs> absolutely. There's a whole parenting study that could be done between the dynamic mm. of, of uh, Obi Wan and Anakin and Ob- and Qui Gon as well. Um, but yeah, like, and that's something that you know you kind of hit the nail on the hair- head there with that whole illustration is that's what Anakin was struggling with. He doesn't
0: fit the Jedi, mm-hmm. but he wants to so bad. Yeah, well, he's never meant to. He doesn't fit the Jedi of this time. Yeah, absolutely. I will yeah. always say it. Yeah. If Anakin Skywalker was if you put Anakin Skywalker i the galaxy in the New republic years. never turns to the dark side. Yeah. No, because well, they would have been like, Jared. "Oh,
3: you want to be a you want to be a Jedi, podracer, pilot?" <laughs> Go ahead. Like right, they would have got their shit. They would have nurtured you him. could tool yeah. that to him, but that I mean that's that's the thing about this I mean, the clones find their personality, right? But part of the, tr- and they find their individuality and their identities Rex, Cody, the Bad Batch, Heavy, all these people. But the the tragedy of their creation here, and we haven't talked about Django and Boba, I and mean, we can in a second, but the absolutely uh, just focusing on the clones and like that ending of Begun the Clone Wars have as they're all an assembly going on to the, the cruisers is that anonymity and uniformity and the, the automaton process has already started to creep in and it'll take a few years, but the, the way that the Jedi have lost their uh, zest for life is about to become a much bigger problem Mm -hmm. when they start um, introducing these sort of faceless people. Uh, Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that person on this
4: podcast. I don't think we want to spend I have to throw this in since we're talking about the father issue with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan with Anakin. I just want to say for the record, the worst person to be a master to him would have been Luke Skywalker. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been the worst. I mean, Obi-Wan was not the right choice. Qui-Gon was. Luke would have been far, far worse. Because there's. I think there's a major separation there. Because while I think that Luke is definitely not the same as Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon. It's a different Mm -hmm. animal entirely. Mm -hmm. I think he would have had an even harder time understanding someone like Anakin. For Luke, it doesn't twist like that. Even when you see Luke in The Last Jedi, it's not twisted. He knows what's this way and that way. He just understands that there's no way to be both and there's no way to go to one side without somehow discounting you know, but
5: yeah,
4: I just think it's interesting when you think about that Qui Gon yeah. would have been the right choice, Obi Wan was not the best choice, and that's why we got what we got. If it had been someone like Luke, mm-hmm. we would have probably lost Anakin long I mean, before like, that, you know. I mean, not point. lost him necessarily to the dark side, might have just lost him, just lost him altogether. in general,
1: like right. You yeah. know, he just yeah. looked yeah. down the For barrel of a <laughs> lightsaber one day,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Um,
1: as he's known to Skywalker
3: do. do.
4: The I say that I'm, I'm, not touching that. I'm yeah. sorry I just had to bring that up because I just no it's
3: an interesting think thought about
4: it because about the we way don't that these is so a master yeah.
3: No and we don't and, and the way that these people the way that the generational triumphs and trauma is all passed down from these people like what would Luke it's such a weird but if but like what would Luke be like if he was trained by people? that didn't fail his father. His training is so like so much of Luke, the why the Luke is the way he is all the way down to his relationships with Ben Solo and Ray is because his two, aside from uncle Owen, father figures of Yoda and, and Obi-Wan are constantly looking at him. Like, you think he's going to be better than, <laughs> than his dad? Like there's this just this, this energy and like, like no Luke wonder is sort Yoda of, like,
0: wanted to train Leia.
3: Like no wonder. No. Oh Yoda with Leia as his apprentice, unstoppable. Oh, like, yeah, she, exactly. Oh dude, she and has like that. The everything that would just wants. be gone. Right, and that's what's so great about like, people that are listening that haven't read uh, from a certain point of view in New Hope. There's this conversation between Yoda and Obi Wan, and Yoda's yeah, Obi Wan's basically like, hey, I'm sending you the kid. Yoda's like, yeah, awesome, can't wait to meet her. He's like, nah, I'm sending you the boy. <laughs> He's like, what?
1: Uh, <laughs> and, and if you want to see how that could play out, you can read Star Wars Infinity. It's a great comic series of what ifs. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That's really uh, one of my favorite uh, little journeys uh, uh, Star Wars comics have taken. For someone um, who can read. So some, some <laughs> <Wow>. thoughts. Provided <laughs> wow. you can read. Some thoughts that have compiled with, with all of that, I think, you know, because Connor, you bring up the interesting, if Anakin, if the chosen one, had shown up in the the prime time
0: uh would it have gone as bad no dude avar like, dude avar chris would literally have been the best master for anakin sky would have given i, I accept no one. Else. but
1: then i don't believe and this is a whole different caveat to the show unexpected Actually, no,
0: there's a few more people i would accept from the high republic but, but like avar chris would have been the best person for. but anakin
1: if you draw the chosen one in the high republic he's not chosen because he's not needed Like part Mm -hmm. of what makes Anakin the chosen one, I think, is because he's so necessary to the fulcrum of this era. And um, what I think it comes down to is, like we've talked about, there's many a person that could have been better or worse for Anakin, but it all comes down to their influence on him. And I think if I could understand the omnipotence of the forces uh, sense of humor. I think it was more for them to learn something from Anakin that they just totally missed out on. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Well, I think that what's interesting about that, but what you said about the sort of that, the comedy of the cosmic force, the divine comedy, if you will, uh, is this idea that the I've compared it recently to it's the antithesis of the one ring in Tolkien mythology, the one ring wants to be found so it can unleash hell. It is a, it is a church basement. I've always thought that it looks like a classroom, but like yep. a nightmare classroom. Like I think it gets darker the further back, now. like <laughs> further <laughs> further behind Connor you go, it's darker. <laughs> There's if you're kids back ready. there that are like, he won't feed us because he's on another it's, podcast. It's
4: dark like, back here too. It's not it's just Connor. It's right, right. So Connor's
1: so Connor's looks like it smells smells like stale communion wafers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For, for our oh. listeners, this is this makes probably no sense, but just watch no. the video, yeah. Listen, <laughs> Don, you'll see. Uh,
3: Don, love you, Don. Um, yeah, I mean, they were, but yeah, so like this idea that the cosmic force is the antithesis of the One ring it wants good, it wants to be in balance. That's why when people say that, the yeah, Jesus, uh, when people watch the video, everyone, when people say that. Uh, balance in the force is equal mind. Uh, hey, hey, hey. hey oh
0: Thank God. you, Christina. Wow, you got
3: Jedi Master Christina Ariel to defend he, you in the comments.
0: This is great. I love this. He, he's That's fantastic. Here. Wow,
3: Christina Ariel, have you ever seen Attack of the Clones? I think you might like it.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I think it's also her favorite yeah. film, which it just blows my mind. I'm yeah, was so Star happy Wars it's person. also her favorite Star Wars
1: film. i Look, listen, I just trust people who love these mo- kinds of movies more. Like, it's true, just putting because it because they have there. taste. They have taste, right? Exactly. If you just if you say like if you say like Empire is your sure. favorite movie, I'm just going to assume you only watch YouTube videos and get your opinions from that. Like, come on, Return
4: of the Jedi is my favorite movie
1: the boots. I'm loving That's that correct. more. It's
4: because of the boots. I, I, yes.
1: Like, I love that my first interaction with Raven was like, hey, what do you like and what would you come on the show to talk about? Uh, boots. Luke's boots and Attack of Luke's the Clones. <laughs> Your cat
4: I will <laughs> always so talk so about important. Luke's boots at any given time. Any given time. They're
3: so good.
0: <laughs>
4: what are...
3: Well, you see,
0: Christina, when...
5: That's why i'm
3: here that's
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's why i'm here
3: well same gotta have some hot takes to get bit. popular
1: is what i look so nick
0: that's, that's oh, good my top three films are in well in no particular order clones empire last jedi Ooh. there's a reason for
1: that good hits good
0: hits very good um good we we've gotten way off
1: course but alden you mentioned the fet and so we have to talk about the it the Also, Fett. before so we important. get too deep
2: into that hey christine if you ever want to come on the show hit us up hit us up
1: please um but yes Django FET. uh we obviously the get the backstory no one really asked for no um but i, I asked so for it what we got um Tamar morrison what uh, 20 years later, getting his own show with the Book of Boba Fett and going so many wonderful places. Doing so um, much,
2: buttoning the sleeves of his shirt, just walking down a hallway <laughs> like a dad. <laughs> right?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the love story of a Fett in a tube. Uh, <laughs> hey. um, so and it, really encompasses man, and an two man. things, right? J- Jango Fett coming in encompasses two things. We get the answer to the question uh, folks have asked since 77. What in the heck are the Clone Wars? We also get uh answer to the question, who the heck is Boba Fett? And lo and behold, they're the same answer. Django Fett is the key. How did, uh, how did y'all feel about this? Raven, uh, you want to start us off. Uh, how'd you take to this?
4: Um, I took to it amazingly. But anybody who's familiar with me knows that I was a Boba Fett fan back in the olden days. You know, um, way, way back olden days. Um, So I was always going to be interested in anything that had to do with Boba Fett, period. Where he came from and all that other stuff, all of that, I was always going to be in for. I thought it was very interesting. Um, But again, I'm one of those people that just kind of takes it as it comes. I don't have a a design when I go into the movie theater. I don't have something I'm expecting for them to say or do. I just go in and... Let them let them give it to me as they you know, because to me it's like going to a campfire and listening to somebody tell a story. I don't stop them in the middle and tell them that it doesn't work or I don't like that trope. I'm here for Is it possible
1: to learn this power?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Not from the family apparently.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's and it's not to say that there isn't stuff I don't like. It's just that I don't discount everything because I don't like it. I also don't like, you know. Carrots, but I hear they're really popular for some people. Sorry, tornado <laughs> sirens. Really,
5: hmm.
4: Carrots, really. <laughs> Carrots are terrible. That's a boat. whole other issue. But what I love about uh, learning about Boba Fett is knowing where he came from. Because back then, you know, when when he first appeared, uh, obviously no words really uh, of any kind to tell you anything. Um, I had no idea he was, you know, the clone. I mean, not the clone model, but his dad was, and. I just think it's, I thought it was great. But again, I'm a huge Boba Fett nerd. So
1: same. that's all I
4: can say. Boba Fett nerd. That's me.
1: I, I just remember flipping out. And um, I, I was so proud of my mother who understood why. Because like that first scene when Zam uh, meets Django and I mm-hmm. see the silhouette, I instantly knew and started yeah. flipping out. And, and I appreciate she was like, is that the Boba? <laughs> i don't know mom but it's Super the boba cool.
4: <laughs> who cares it could be that's the point <laughs>
1: it, look my my mom only understood this movie two ways the boba and purple lightsaber guy and smiley guy. and smiley guy which if you don't know who she's mm-hmm. talking about yes my mom's star things. wars
4: opinion was that there's nothing better than a man in leather pants go on she is a point i
1: mean my concurred. mom just doesn't like the prequels so depends on the man in the pants i will say but generally well
4: i think we know who she was talking about <laughs> yeah. that's
3: a good point uh, Watto, of course of course
4: <laughs> the
3: tiny
1: leather diaper
4: leather can we just say real
3: quick you? just real quick Watto. It's, it's always weird to be like i like Watto because like you know yeah we all know what his business what business he's in, uh, at least partially. It ain't just a junk shop. he he, he doesn't have employees.
1: You you heard he, it here, folks. Olden is a fan of the business practices of Watto.
3: Yeah, like what's that line in Thor Ragnarok? The the prisoners with jobs. Yeah, like there you that's... Go. Yeah, I, I don't
1: I don't like that S word. It's, 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 it's... I don't I don't like
3: that S word. Yeah, exactly. So th- that's Watto, but Watto's seen in this movie when he's like, I quote it all the time the gotta do the wings. Annie, little Annie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I you,
3: like that whole little thing when he's like, "Oh, you know, I got a lot of debbies that owe me a lot of money." Like he immediately tries to get you. You owned this child, and now you expect him to go shake people down
1: for you. Like right. he's literally a Jedi.
3: He's literally Jedi. six yes. foot two. Is this a <laughs> tiny moment? Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, like, it, it's just... Is it?
4: <laughs> Join uh, me, Annie. Yeah, this
3: counts. <laughs> <can> rule, like, <laughs> this
4: counts. This side of the street. <laughs> Be my enforcer.
3: Uh, so funny.
1: Oh, um,
4: tell them but, about yeah. the sand.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, and that's the <laughs> that's the beauty of this movie. I mean, <laughs> so like tying it in with like Django, like whether it's Django and Boba or Wato, um, Owen and Beru and and Klee Lars, like all the side totally characters in this crazy. movie are just so good everybody does so much with with a lot of times with so little like it's not like klee's a lot in the movie but his yeah. whole thing of like it's kind of abrupt when he's like your mother's dead son it's like oh, right.
1: Like, right. Like, like, oh god All right? Thing to do. <laughs> right.
3: With,
1: yeah, which one exactly. is this for you wife number three four what, what oh on. uh, we very actually familiar. know in canon he is, he is we know in canon that it's love. his
3: second wife yeah.
1: How'd you really lose that leg, buddy? Owen's mom <laughs> died
3: in uh Owen's mom died in childbirth, which is really sad. Mm. Um, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Much uh, like but didn't another bring it mother. down,
1: Alden. Being much like
4: another mother.
3: I didn't write it. I'm just reporting on it.
4: <laughs> um
1: well and, b- just because you bring all of that stuff up, like I remember being so nostalgic because I you know I grew up on the box set uh, of the original trilogy and so that was star wars that i digested for years um and so like even for me as a young person going to see this like all the nostalgia of seeing the lars olmstead seeing a young owen and baru and all of that it was so weird to have that sensation over films that to to me were only a decade old but i'm sure some were like these were weighty things they were answering like to, to, you know, where where Boba came from, <laughs> like, to see this Olmstead pre-Skywalker. it's all it,
3: it was all very interesting. And with that, can Olm- I...
5: Homestead.
3: Hol- Homestead? Homestead. Oh, I'm sorry. Homestead. I'm thinking of Olmstead, Florida. But can uh, I just say that, like, two points on this tattooing stuff. One, sometimes you see it go around on Star Wars Twitter or whatever. Like, what's the saddest moment in all of Star Wars? The death of Shmi, pound for pound, is the saddest moment in the yeah. entire mythology. End of story. Period. When her dying wish is to just tell him that he's handsome, that he's grown up, and he's a handsome boy. What every mother wants. And like the the cheek touch, like everything. Like Pernilla August is the unsung hero of this. In terms of as an actress, like I wish she would go to a celebration so I could get a Shmi like action figure or eight by ten. Same. She's just
0: yeah. That
3: Shmi hug. We can reenact the death scene in a pieta. Eli, that uh, would have <laughs> been my mother. That
1: absolutely would have been my mother. Is that the boba guy? Is that the boba guy? So that the Bulba that. guy?
3: But right. that So yeah. that tied in with her funeral, the media follow-up. Anakin carries her body in. He grabs the sand and lets it fall out of his hand, and they're all there. When you get all the way to the end of Rise of Skywalker, and again, I'm not going to take us all the way down that road, but when people say why didn't Reg end the movie on Naboo why didn't she go to Coruscant why didn't she go where I want her to go because I'm I know best that's how those people sound in my mind right. JJ she exactly took she took the end of the bloodline to where the the Virgin Mary of this myth lays like that's the, it's when people say like Luke hated growing up there. Why would she bury his saber there? It's not about him. Not his it's about everyone.
5: Mm-hmm. It's about
3: everyone. That's the yep. the Skywalker line doesn't have a father. There was no father. It was an immaculate cosmic conception. It's just her. It's the beginning. So it comes down like he is. <laughs> 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 that's,
5: that's true. I be got,
3: got uh. Trying got trying to just squat.
1: he does go? So uh, everyone
3: on on a Friday, and I had just decided to tune into the. Best all, the show. Uh, all the cool
1: people are and here. All the uh, oh, cool people, are here. and I'm here too. Connor, Boba Fett, getting a daddy. Did how'd you feel about that?
2: That one for you, did? I was.
1: I, you know, I would be happy for Tenor Morrison to be my dad. Oh, just putting how it out there. Absolutely. Wait, okay.
0: Wait, okay. As as came out 2002, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, I was five. I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> I straight up don't. He was a like, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was a baby basically. Don't pout, Raven. Don't pout. Um <laughs> like, like, I'm I, gonna I, just, pout. I just I'm gonna pout. <laughs> I, I just straight up don't remember. Raven's acting like ninety nine percent of the Star Wars fandom on screen here, everybody. Hey, Broke I was hey.
4: twenty five when <laughs>
0: It's okay. I'm pretty sure Pete was 39. So something oh, like that. Oh, right? yeah.
4: I was close.
1: 33. Wow. I was Dang. so close. Wow. You're saying for Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Yeah. Love you, Pete. Eli was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, yeah, Eli wasn't even alive.
0: Yeah, I, Eli. I don't even <laughs> think Eli was a prime, So
3: Eli was probably in the scrotum, but not yet. <laughs> not yet ready for launch.
0: <laughs> um, Ew. He
1: wasn't old enough. I was.
0: You'll
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, you yeah, oh, uh, I'm
0: going
4: to uh, revoke your booth. You better watch out.
0: Well, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Re- I don't remember. I was just like, like, if I had to guess, my reaction was just some sort of. It was along the lines of, oh, that's neat. And yeah, that's yeah.
1: it. That's Nothing wrong with fair. that. I mean, it's not, like, yeah, sometimes that's enviable to just, <clears throat>
0: like, um, also, you know. I just want to say, the real, the big reason why the prequel—I just love the prequels so much—is not because of the app. Okay, it's because of the more. Yeah, I know. Pete, I know. <laughs> wow,
3: I got savage so in good, here. And Connor. like,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on, right. hang on, hang on.
1: Pete's got more hair and more eyes than Connor. <laughs> more
4: functional eyes. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I respect this aggression. It. Will and not. I respect
0: it. Here's out there. the thing. No, no. Because here's the like. Let me get real for a quick Most second. Funny. I just need to get and more. Yeah. You guys <laughs> are good. I like this. I'm. I'm fine with it. Again, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I've. I've had like an existential crisis or two over this. It's fine. Um. No, I just actually need to get new a new pair of glasses, and I'll be able to see out of both eyes again. Like everything's reattached and count. everything. It's just that like.
3: Nice,
0: nice. I'm nice. wearing glasses. I'm I'm wearing glasses that like just are outdated prescription wise, at least for my right eye, not my left eye. Um, but anyway, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> he hasn't had new
2: glasses in ten years.
0: Don't at me.
1: <laughs> I will.
0: Anyway, uh, the Lego Star Wars video game is just I would attribute the big reason for why I just love Attack of the Clones so much because yeah. i just played the hell out of that entire i just my most fondest memories of that game was Camino and was geonosis and just everything with attack of the clones um and it was great <laughs> yeah none of us did i, mean, actually, I, I, I just
1: two. i just need to take a second because all right so, uh our our audio <laughs> listeners are our, our spoofy our spoofy and and pair people uh, listen, <laughs> you, you need to be on the live shows. <laughs> you need to tune in live because you, you are
3: that you are missing. <laughs> that truly is one of the, the funniest comments I've ever read.
1: You're uh, a, lot such of a
3: roast fest happening right here. It's like it's not the darkest, it's not mean, it's not like <laughs> yeah. sexy, it's just so pe- peculiar and it makes all the sense.
1: Just- <laughs> I for everyone that without context, this is just pickle friends. Exactly. This is just pickle friends. This is what we do. Okay, so this uh, is a casual well,
0: Friday night, and it's right. literally a casual Friday right, night where they we're literally switching ask to the for the roast,
3: switching <laughs> to the casual glasses, <laughs> casual glasses. Um, but yeah, I don't
0: really uh, have much to say yes. with Boba and Django. They're cool. Um, yeah.
1: Did so, Boop? Curious for you because, like, uh, I I grew up uh, much like Raven, loving. Uh, the Boba guy, <laughs> um, but like for for you, I know early on was just like, a, eh, that's the guy everybody talks about. But like, did the retroactiveness of Django to Morse and any of that like change any of that, or was it still just the, eh, I don't really get it for you. Like, actually, when did Boba? When did you get Boba?
2: I was about to say because like you are overestimating how much I cared at that point. Um, <laughs> I, but, I. But can we all
1: agree? <laughs> Baby Daniel Logan
3: is oh, fantastic. Oh,
2: Absolutely
1: adorable.
2: Oh, like, his
3: little laugh when they're oh, in the yeah. astral field. <laughs> oh, he's,
5: right, my like, dad killed him. Mean,
4: it's it's a, it's about three microseconds too late, but it's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> of course fantastic.
1: like a child, As,
3: like, right? Like like a yeah. child. Yeah. What like, I love about Little Boba is that I've never seen a child mean mug an adult like he does when he opens right. the door yeah. and there.
2: i was much older <laughs> he so
1: uh, i, it's, I, it's I use that gifage uh, i use that gifage a lot uh, oh, <laughs> to, in response to people um baby boba is a mood
2: he is and like like i said i was not into it to that point so i didn't know it's been great he... on our end exactly
0: we everybody. literally have gotten everybody here. It's true. This is great. Like,
2: it's just a roving
4: pack of
1: <laughs> Wonderful this is a pickle pieces. friends
0: tour, man.
4: Exactly. You guys um, should have. You should have let Boop come up with whatever term she was going to come up with there.
2: Thank you, Raven. Because now I've lost. It. No,
1: you, you. You. got it. I thank believe you. in you.
5: Sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Thank you. What was I thinking? What was I? Boba, I was talking about uh, yes. Yes. I didn't care for a long time. Is essentially what I'm getting at because I was not, you know, aware of what was going on until much, much, much later. And now I care a lot because Daniel Logan is an adorable child. And you know what? It's it's really interesting to adorable. Exactly. Uh, He's precious. Oh my
1: gosh. Probably our favorite meetup at Celebration twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah. Like Oh my gosh. That was nice.
3: Also Daniel Logan voices Boba in the Lego game now. It's so, weird, it's, it's so was, weird It's fantastic it's weird it's great
1: that was really him yeah.
0: yeah yeah in
3: this in the new game as boba fett not oh, as yeah. kid Boba Fett. i mean as playable adult boba fett as that Daniel is Logan. so cool yeah wow. so it's like he did eventually he
1: get, get there yet. Play, Aww. But, yeah. he looks good in in adult boba armor though like he had a cosplayer like custom make that for him he looks good i like yeah I put so much money in the bank of like mm-hmm. he's gonna show up Book of Boba Fett. We're gonna at get a at some point,
2: even if it's just a cameo. I th- yeah. I thought yeah. for
3: sure that they were gonna do the animatics yeah. reel of Boba versus Cad, but it would be Daniel Logan. At something, right. man. I would have
1: loved something. Give it give us a bone on the Boba train. Come on. Yeah.
2: You know okay. Okay, we're back on track because I remembered the exact point where I started caring about Boba Fett. Ah, uh, hit me. Tales mm-hmm. from the Bounty Hunter. And that that really was it always comes back to
1: that book, doesn't it? That was it? the book
2: that got me back, that made me aware of Bounty Hunters in general and Star Wars as a greater, larger...
3: Hey, look at that cover. Oh, yeah, They don't do that. the covers <laughs> like that anymore. I'll tell you that. No. Yes. Uh, can, I, yeah, can I say well, something about Boba Fett? Absolutely, no. you can. Uh, you know who really threw him a bone? Uh, Mace Windu. When he I'm cleaved sure. his dad's head off, <laughs> he threw him a whole skull. Right there on Geonosis. That's a bone. Uh, I remember... Like, I don't think I'd seen an act of violence like that in my life. You know, because I'd seen fantasy violence before, but it's fantasy violence in a different way. Again, it gets into the whole, like, we're
0: keepers of the peace, not soldiers. mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, you just beheaded a man. It it showed no remorse. It was actually supposed to be worse. So the beheading was the
1: last thing. Um, Like, there's a... Like, so... From the moment he cuts his blaster out of his hand, there's like mm. two more cuts he makes, and then the head. If you watch yeah. like the full behind-the-scenes, like green mm. screen up in the background shot. Oh, this uh, sound. Oh,
0: yeah, this sounds and familiar. So they were really like, is.
1: uh "Yeah, let's just let's just take his head off. Like, like let's just. It's uh, <laughs> brutal. You better. And let's add the shadow of it falling out of the helmet later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Like that whole. I mean that whole ending. I mean there that. Was a- there was a lot of beheading in Attack of the Clones, actually. There really was. Mm-hmm.
2: There's an awful lot
4: of beheading in Star Wars. We don't talk about it much. But yeah. lightsabers seem kind of designed for beheading, don't they? I mean, they do. It would be it's a, a shame to, to, to let the them fight. go to waste that way. It the
3: cauterizes <laughs> the wounds right off the. Yeah, it's just nice and easy. And uh, Except for Aqualish. You could say we you know, are encouraged to have behead. Very unique <laughs> right, <of> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a nice scene. Anakin trying oh to be like. Oh my god, Anakin
4: logic.
1: Well, oh, you know. like that's a Got good it. pickup line. Like that's a good, like that's probably some of the best he had in oh, his repertoire. Can I tell you?
3: <laughs> who, I'll tell you who has the best line. Oh, when God. Padme turns the aggressive negotiations back at him, mm-hmm. yes. when they're when they're behind the flipped chariot, yeah. He said, like, "You call this a diplomatic solution?" When she looks at him, and is like Natalie Portman's all short, so it's like no. Call it aggressive negotiations. I think that's when I first saw one. Was it's that at that exact moment? All right there. I was like, yep. woman. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs>
2: you hear to hear? This folks. was an
3: awakening for yeah.
0: six-year-old. Uh, this fire, awakening for like. all Diaz, and it just got and it just went downhill ever since. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's yeah, let's not true. go further there. It awoke
1: and it never went back to bed.
0: Um. Nope. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to,
1: to close us out, we're, we're getting towards the the end of our allotted show time. But uh, uh, any any other big highlights? We've covered a swath, but I feel like we could have covered so much more. Could have really uh, done several episodes worth of content. I think this is a very
0: full and very awesome movie. So uh, Connor, you had your hand up. What I gotta h- talk, what, talk about? Got? really. T- I gotta talk about two really good. Li- Hi Rick. Up, Rick. I gotta talk Hi, about two What's up, really good lines. The first is um Mr. Kenobi, you disappoint me, Yoda holds you in such high esteem. I just love the way it's written. It's just uh I, I love it. I love that it's just a straight dig at Obi-Wan that Duke oh, yeah. is trying to get him and it gets him. It's great. But probably my favorite line in the entire movie is also the line that pretty much summarizes Anakin's arc. It's when he's uh it's when he has all this anger. Oh god, yeah. Yoda fighting was incredible. Him getting the save. Like so cool. I really wish I could remember my reaction to whenever I first watched Attack of the Clones to like Yoda just force pulling the saber just casually, like it's a pistol out of mm. his cloak. Cause I probably was like mind blown.
1: I, um, I, I, I do remember that this was the most like get up and cheer movie for me for Star Wars
0: until the sequels. Uh, yeah. the, mm. This was the one that really got and me. I did a lot. get up and cheer so much but, but the yes. one line I want to talk about real quick is I'm a Jedi <laughs> I know I'm better than this mm. and yeah. it's just it, it's Anakin's entire arc in the prequels just that that whole them. scene it
1: like it—it it is a bit cheesy in areas and there is definitely questionable logic of just like yeah he, he just admitted mass murder mm-hmm. um, but like that's a whole thing we can't unpack it? But yeah, that whole scene uh, is so intense. And what I love is, you know, the the Vanity Fair thing that Ewan and Hayden did. Uh, Hayden talked about this scene uh, a little bit and everything, which I appreciate because I thought this was, at least for this film, like some of his best work. Oh, yeah. um, With the character of Anakin.
0: And it's just like, you know what a Jedi needs to be and you know what a Jedi should be. And like with what you were brought up with, with Shmi... That being reinforced by Jedi ideals should be good. But again, we're not in the High Republic era. We're in the prequels. We're in the twilight of the Jedi Order at this mm-hmm. point. And it's like, what he learns is the wrong thing. And it's just like, he knows it's just that it's, it's just the uh, fight between like, what a Jedi should be. And what the Jedi are at this time that are just distilled in that line. Well, what, and, and, and two, what he what, is, obviously. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was. Yeah.
1: And, and, and to what he wants it to be. Like he has mm-hmm. had, like, he, he reveals it at the dinner table in the Phantom Menace, he has this misconception of what the Jedi should be. Like, you know, had a dream, I was a Jedi and I came back here and read all this. Li-. Like he has hopes and dreams for what he should be. Um, and he's steeped on that for 10 years and now you add
3: in all this trauma, all of these he deifies these them in the oh. same way that the, uh, that the whole galaxy does. Right. Yeah, like the, absolutely. the Jedi at this point are only 10,000 strong.
0: You mm-hmm. could fit
3: the entire Jedi order in any sports arena in America, mm-hmm. the entire order, I
0: don't
5: you think know, like sports.
3: So and- I, I don't either. And so you I literally know. lost ten
0: of them here. You do. Yeah, you could. Uh, fit, yeah, you could definitely bet yeah. the entire order in
3: yeah. any arena. Any arena. It's like it, it, it's, a, it's a small force, and they're deified to this point of godhood. Going back to Anakin and Phantom Menace, and no one can kill a Jedi. And <laughs> many, I wish that were so. Okay. Insert the always sunny theme music <laughs> right after Anakin says it. Um, but it's just this idea that. Everybody um, has been perfectly maneuvered and groomed for this moment going back pre Fandomenas. You know, Palpatine's early, I mean, we meet Palpatine and he's Senator Palpatine about to get the top job. It was a long process. I'm sure that there was a mayor Palpatine or like a city councilman Palpatine. Like it it it, all, New it Newspaper was Boy Palpatine. Principal
2: period. Palpatine.
3: The, oh yeah, for principal palpatine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Superintendent palpatine, no,
5: palpatine.
3: Super, Nintendo <laughs> palpatine, yeah. Super Nintendo. He was just like like local GameStop manager Palpatine. Like His best name I could do Chris. was Tree Fitty.
1: Like, yeah. It has all
3: <laughs> led to this moment to the point where even small players like jar jar Banks are essential to the maneuvering and the downfall wow. like it's everything has the ripple effects everything affects everything so by moving padme into the situation of hiding it's like okay our assassination attempt didn't work however she's still alive but she is gone so while she's gone i can take representative banks manipulate him to do this like the magic of Palpatine as a villain is that he's the greatest of collections now. That's yeah. true. It, oh, everybody, oh, everybody, everybody, make sure you know who's <laughs> representing you. Make sure you get involved with the city. Right. Um, it,
1: they used to work for game stuff. You
3: know. But it's true. Like it, Palpatine is the, the ultimate improviser. He's the ultimate yes and. You've only seen him really rattled three times that I can think of. Three key times. First one's in Phantom Menace when Padme demands to go back to Naboo. And he's like, huh? Eh? Like, he yeah, didn't see yeah, that coming. That was a part of
5: the plan. Uh, yeah,
3: one of them's in Rise of Skywalker when he says the princess of Alderaan has disrupted my plans by turning her son back. Like, it's very rare he's thrown off his game because he's always ready to the, okay, I didn't kill her, boom. Okay, I'll have Jar Jar Binks. And, and Jar Jar Binks will cool make the vote.
1: In uh, episode three, I would say. I've always yeah. had has genuine fear on his face when Mace reeled back.
3: <laughs> and it's also, George, you know, whenever someone says that, like, there was that just ass-backwards stupid piece that ran the other day, probably on Fox, uh, about like, Star Trek is going where it's never gone before. Woke politics. It's like, <laughs> first of all, you're a moron. Second of all, like, what are we doing here? And Star Wars is also Start extremely of all as Fox news. Fourth that, that too. Fourth
4: of all, Star Trek has always been woke. Star Trek is the, Star the
3: wokest of them all. Right. Um, exactly. But That's Star the the Wars, like, point. introducing the Trade Federation is George condemning Political action. He's condemning the, the the combination of church and state because he believes in the separation, and he's also condemning corporate and state, where the trade federation would be like if Jeff Bezos had seats in Congress, okay. and and that's the like up, up if Amazon yeah, has, if. and yeah. and he's getting there. Yeah, and so is Musk, and then the the stuff with Jar Jar is about scaring people enough into surrendering their own freedoms. I mean, that's the thing is that like De- George has said like democracies, I, I think George was quoting someone else but I don't remember who the original uh, quote was from. Democracies are not taken, they're given away.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And it, it, that's what happens. It happens with the Patriot Act. One bad thing happens and everyone and their mother except Bernie Sanders was ready to be <laughs> like, uh, no, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, let's just yeah, let's just yes. have by the majority there. vote. Let's, mm-hmm. yeah. And so for Jar Jar to be like emergency powers, mm-hmm. and then Palpatine to be like, uh, these power the emergency powers, I'll give them back. I don't want them. Don't <laughs> this want is them, I'll use them. Like,
1: this is Palpatine's uh, hamiest too, because it's also that you know what senator would ha- uh, make such a radical motion like all mm-hmm. like all of mm-hmm. this uh with Palpatine is the cheesiest and schlockiest it's ever been. It's but nuts, it's also the most like honest. Like this is just him really like you can read. Yeah. Uh you can you can it's very palpable uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what his his motives are. But like you said, they're backed mm-hmm. so much into a corner that they're like, eh yeah. let's let, let's let's try it with the senile old man.
2: It's arguable that this is the last bit of subtlety. <laughs> we get from Palpatine for a very, very long
1: time. Mm
3: -hmm. Because when you're in charge, you don't really
1: need it
3: anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of the transition of Ian McDermott's performance is that Revenge of the Sith is the apotheosis of everything that he wants. That's the greatest day of his life. That's why he's yelling and and acting like a, uh, like a Phantom of the Opera, (laughs) like a local theater. Like he's, he's like just on top of the world. And this is like, the slow simmer and you can see it in different moments when he's almost like like moments where he's like uh you know I, I think one day you'll be even more powerful than master yoda like he just says like little things to just get anakin hyped up oh, and cool. drinking his own kool-aid
1: hmm. um
3: and it just feels you know this movie is just important like it's just so important to so, everything that happened
1: yeah uh Raven, from you, any any last big uh, moments, favorite things, highlights, any of that?
4: I would say the 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 biggest thing I would take away from it is for those of you who said Star Wars doesn't do jokes, those of you who said Star Wars isn't funny, and all the sequel jokes are terrible because they're jokes and they, you know, they don't make jokes. Just want to remind you that in Attack of the Clones, Obi Wan makes a lot of jokes, some of them not as funny as others, and uh, you know we should all just remember there were always funny things in Star Wars. And um, on mm. a side note, seismic charges.
2: Seismic yes. charges. Oh yeah, the best. Mm. The best. Sexiest sound in all of Star
1: Wars. Yes. The, best. the greatest ever. <laughs> right. Um, it's, yeah, like uh, Star- uh, Attack of the Clones is probably the most fun saga film, I think. Um, like for most me, the, fun, yeah. the, mm-hmm. like for me, the most fun film is, is really solo. But if you're, if you're just looking at, you know, one denied, uh, you can't, you can't have much more fun than episode two, but I, I, I you know, I think you can have fun with all of them. That's not what I'm saying, but no. I think this one definitely is, is the biggest amalgamation of everything, uh, that was important and influential to George, um, as has been, said by alden and by connor you know this is a very george film um i think this is very george in um the creative side i think the phantom menace is very george in the commentary side um but uh nonetheless i think that um all of them including attack of the clones are very true to the heart of what he set out to do with these stories uh they're fun they're inspirational uh and they're uh they speak volumes if you listen and I think that's the biggest thing, is so many people haven't listened, haven't given the right shot to Attack of the Clones. And right. I think it's time to stop listening to uh, Rotten Tomatoes and YouTube commenters. Yes. Form your own opinions, give it a shot, learn more about what went into it, and also just go in hoping to have fun, because you'll get what you look for when you go into it there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Attack of the Clones is great. Um, I think... Uh, we are coming to a time when the, the criticisms are uh, much fewer. Um, and I look forward to that for the sequels as well. I just hope it Someday. doesn't take 20 years for that. Um, mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I've, I've said this before other places. I might have even said it on The Last Nerd Herder. Who knows? It's just always in my mind these days with the way people are. Game of Thrones Season 8. It's probably the most controversial big IP thing to happen in years, right? We all pretty much, even if you didn't watch it, you're aware of how the blowback on it. Mm
5: -hmm. There's
3: one line in the very last episode of game of Thrones where it doesn't even matter what it's about. You don't need to know. Jon Snow asks Tyrion Lannister, do you think we did the right thing? And Tyrion says, ask me again in 10 years. And, and that's in the last episode. There's not going to be any more that we know of, but it's like, That's such a meta line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ask me again in 10 years when it's further down the road, when it's the children that decide like the kids are all right, like it's that type of energy, like the, the prequel kids are adults now. We're in our 20s, we're in our 30s, like people are making art and stuff. And the same thing will happen with everything, you know, and then the sequel kids will. The question is not, will it come around for people? Oh, Jesus. Uh, the, the, the question is not, will it come around for people? The question is, which generation is going to be the first to break the cycle?
5: Yeah.
3: Yep. Which generation is going to be the first one that says, oh, that wasn't like mine. And that's okay. And hopefully it's the sequel kids when they're adults and there's the next thing.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: So. Uh. Well, and, and let's just remember, we're talking about silly space movies it's
1: made for kids in space <laughs> right
2: exactly just like, vacant in space
1: you have as much fun as you want to have and i think in the right mindset you can have a lot of fun with this film and others eli I uh, it was sharing from my opinion um but uh yeah uh hopefully uh you were inspired to revisit whether you like it or not attack of the clones um that's certainly the hope if nothing else hopefully you've enjoyed this <laughs> Love Fest for the film. Um, also the Roast Fest that has been happening in the comments. Uh, I mentioned it uh, countless so times, but yet again, join us live. Live for every Friday at 9 if we're alive um, to do so. Uh, join us and Don, who has forever tickets to it. Gifted by the illustrious radio man, Alden Diaz. The radio man, yes.
0: <laughs> the tapestry man.
2: The tapestry. the tapestry
1: radio man. The boba man um uh plugs plugs i have plenty alden we mentioned you so why don't you start us off there where can the people find you and look forward to you
3: yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at that alden diaz t-h-a-t-a-l-d-e-n-d-i-a-z And then uh, talking Star Wars on October Radio, Star Wars Podcast, which is my show, one-on-one interviews from the Star Wars space, people from Lucasfilm, writers, authors, actors, all that good stuff. And then we also do a show there called Rewatch Between Worlds, where we're going through all of Star Wars Rebels and analyzing all of that material. Uh, And then also the One and Done Film Club, also popping up in various other places. And then at Star Wars Celebration, if you're going to be there, find me uh, just throughout uh, at the uh, local breakfast joints at like three in the morning, but particularly uh, on a panel Saturday with Triad of the Force talking about Latinx representation in Star Wars, it's going to be a really fun time. They put the they scheduled us for the exact same time as John Favreau and Dave Filoni, so if you can't get into that panel, <laughs> come see us.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's a worthwhile uh, visit, I'm sure. And, and much love to all of the lovelies going to Star Wars Celebration. Um, we'll be there next time.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we will be home and comfy. Uh, and if you have n- literally nothing. There, nothing else is happening next Friday. Let's just put it out there. Nothing else is happening. Uh, tune in live where we're going to be celebrating 43 years of the uh, excellent horror sci-fi film that is Alien. You've got nothing better to watch next Friday. It's true. Right? Absolutely yep. Nothing. nothing. No mullets to be had. Um,
0: no. no Kenobis to be. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I was. I can't. I can't see. N- next I week's
1: show is going to be on the rewatch, but it's okay because it's going to be yeah. like and a half anyway. So, but
4: and anyway,
1: half. Uh, Raven. What about you, ma'am?
4: Well, um, <clears throat> you can find me on Broaxium, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and you can also find me on Sisters of Sabers. As far as social media, you can find me on Instagram. If you really want to see pictures of my T-shirts and my Well, you might want to see pictures of my Wookiee because I actually have one. Um, (laughs) But other than that, uh, you know, I'm I'm staying off the social medias, keeping my life nice and calm and quiet. But it's so great to come back into shows like this and see people. And last but not least, for those of you going to Star Wars Celebration, please, 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 for your Star Wars auntie, please be safe, be smart. You know, look out for each other. You guys, you know, I mean, seriously, be smart, be safe, and look out for each other because I want all of you to come back. Okay? Yes. I need you back so we can talk about this again later. So be mm, safe. Exactly.
2: Connor, I am putting you in charge of Eli.
3: Oh, God.
5: And
2: Alden, I'm, I'm, I'm
4: putting so you, you in charge of, of Connor.
3: Connor's not going to oh. be there. I'm not be- oh, I'm not right. going to celebration. Oh.
4: Connor, I'm Connor's not going right. because I don't have kids on purpose. Thank you very little. Same. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Connor,
3: uh, Connor's
1: uh, a bro? punk like us. He's he's going to be celebrating from home. I've
3: had three surgeries. That's I'll trust. look after like a nap. Yeah, you. I'll look a after place. everybody to the best of my ability. When Make you're sure not
2: eating Roscoe's chicken and All, waffles. Yeah, so, yeah, Alden,
1: I want to trust you, but chicken and waffles.
3: Chicken and <laughs> waffles? Oh, sir, chicken and <laughs> waffles is the greatest <laughs> breakfast ever assembled.
1: Baby. Aww. Um, Aww. Surprise, guest appearance.
0: um Connor, the That's one-eyed the knight, where can the peoples find you? Uh, Twitter, Deppa Banana, <laughs> uh, Nerd Academy podcast, where I talk yes. Star Wars with a lot of great people. Yes. Uh, we have... Find us everywhere. The podcast show is specifically called Knights of the Nerd Republic. I also co-host another podcast, which is Upstart, uh, for the Republic, A Love Letter to Star Wars Animation. I co-host it with three other great people. Um we're going through Clone Wars right now, chronologically. It's, it's, a, a, it's a pretty uh, pretty good thing. Um, oh, and then uh, sweditorig.com, where I write articles and stories super, 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 super slowly. I have... I'll say this. I'll say this, yeah. I have four uh, stories in development um, about... My favorite Jedi boy. That's not gonna be too hard to figure out who it is. Just go on, go on my Twitter. Right. <laughs> Literally go on my Twitter and look at my pinned tweet and you're good to go. It's favorite, um, favorite Jedi's Pong Krell. Yeah,
1: it's, just, yeah, just it's Pong, Pong Krell. Head.
0: Yeah, I got four <laughs> I, I got four Pong Krell stories in development. I'm actually, I'm I help co run Pong Krell stands. um Pong 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 Krell, a Star Wars story. Connor. Yep. Boop. Do we
2: need to have a chat? <laughs>
1: Don't, Maybe. don't bring don't bring out the wrath this late in the game. Uh, ah. save, save that for later. Um, um, but uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go follow all of these pod people. Um, they are so lovely, and we appreciate them giving their valuable time to our low budget uh, little corner of the galaxy. Um, thank you for joining yourself with the tapestry. We now release you uh, back into the the wild wild lands. Be free, you um, beautiful,
2: but, majestic. Uh, we
1: will shine the, the signals at some point and have you back around because this was so much fun. Um, and so, yeah, again, uh, next week we will be talking about Alien, uh, a film near and dear for me, um, turning 43 years old. Uh, and I think it is still a masterpiece. And we've got some lovely people who love that film joining us for that conversation as well. So, so going to be, so be great. I wish, I wish that is my like, look, it wasn't forget. available. It, no. no, if if <laughs> Morrison is my space dad, she is my space mom. Let's like like let's go. That is my family tree. Um, I'm gonna message I'm gonna <laughs> message you right now. Space mom episode. Of course episode. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Alden's got me on it. But uh, thank you to our lovely patrons who uh, pay for this. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> manage your money better. Uh, but um, and and thank you to everybody whether you're listening and joining in the roast live or whether you're checking it out after the fact like uh, Olden's favorite listener Don we appreciate you and love you so much (laughs) and uh, yeah we'll see you guys uh, next week but in the meantime stay scruffy wait a minute
0: wait a minute you know this is excuse me a damn fine cup of coffee